Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Armchair Expert. This is your host, Dax Shepard. No, I'm just kidding. Welcome back to another episode of the Authentic Path Podcast, where this is your host, Phelan Sugarman Lash. I have been gone for a while. I've listened to a lot of podcasts, but I've not have posted a lot of podcasts. So I am really excited to get this one out to you. It is with a coach named Nick Perry, and Nick is in incredible. What a cool dude. He and I go really deep about many of the things that I am most passionate about in life. For example, waking up and what that means and how to do it. Authenticity and why it's important. Honesty and how honesty relates to putting yourself before other people so that you can serve other people as a truer version of who you are. This episode is awesome. I seriously loved listening to it and it had been a few months since I heard it. And just for me listening, I got a lot out of hearing it back played to myself. So I hope you enjoy and I will be back on the podcast game and it's going to be pretty consistent from here on out. So enjoy. This is another episode of the Authentic Path podcast and have a beautiful day. Enjoy the show. Three, two, one, zero. All right, Nick, thanks for coming on. Um, super excited to have you. We first met or got in touch like months ago, so I'm glad this is happening. Mm-hmm. And um, just to kick it off, I would love for you to describe how you see yourself and like what you see yourself doing in the world right now and then what your mission is behind it. Mm. Well, thanks for having me, man. Um, very, yeah, like I said, stoked it's, it's, it's lined up and we're having this chat. So how do I see myself? Ah, uh, I see myself as mostly as a student would be the best way to put it. Some uh, like I am a person. I'm a man who is very curious, incredibly curious in the context of potential. So you know, curious in what exactly? It's like curious around the human experience, curious about the, the alignment that is possible from the higher self uh, into the ego self and learning tools and techniques and the means to have a, a, a strong level of self-awareness and self-responsibility to what my identity chooses uh, and then having a practice and rituals and a means to connect to my higher self and, and inquire into what does me in my full potential want? What would it choose differently? What does it want to create? So that's really where my, my focus is the last few years is to be open, to be as unrigid as I can, as malleable as I can, as receptive as I can. Um, and, yeah, just, just willing to change, willing to change, willing to grow, willing to die to old things in order for new aspects of me to come forward. And it's been a bit of a process to, to come to that place. So I consider my mission supporting others to express their own potential. That's important to me Beautiful. because what it's what it's the experience it's created for me in in exploring this stuff you know this idea of infinite potential and what it means to access it and express it is it's brought more health into my life and it's brought more happiness into my life and it has enabled me to have more honest relationships with myself and with other people and ultimately that's where the harmony's at. You know, that's where the, the, the tr that's the trickiest aspect of life to balance in my experience is, is relating relationships with strangers, with um, people with different values, with, you know, loved ones, family, friends, um, you know, romantic lovers, things like that. So yeah, that's what inspires me to show up the way that I do is to, I, I genuinely believe that we're not here, each individual isn't here to create limitation for themselves. They're here to create, you know, an expansive experience. And, and in that, whatever that is for a person, that's the contribution 
not to be a philanthropist per se, it's just be yourself, be unique. That's the greatest offering. That's the greatest legacy any of us could, could bring forward. And I dig it. And um, yeah, that's, that's what motivates me to keep learning, to keep growing is you know, and keep sharing. Yeah. Love that. It's really fun. I am super stoked you're here because you're just like speaking all of my language right now. I'm like, yeah, yeah. woo, Cause this is like the whole mission of the show. So super sweet. Cool. Um, I would love to know kind of like before this whole journey of coming into potential and coming into bridging the gap between ego and best self, like what was your life before that? Like, did you have a time when you did not have those same priorities and then how, what was the transformation like for you? Yeah. Uh, I was very much asleep until I was 20, 21, 2009. So yeah, 21. Hopefully I did my maths correctly there, whatever, 20 or 21. <laughs> and yeah, like had this big, big family event. My dad got really sick and, and that was like this slap in the face where I was like, I am not particularly well equipped. I don't have much of a cavalry behind me to deal with real life. Um, and it's been like over a decade, man like of of stepping into the unknown choosing to step out of my comfort zone seeking out mentoring uh letting myself be humbled through honest reflections of how i'm behaving and and stuff like that and meeting with my my inner resistance meeting with you know the the, the ego self the identity that wants to protect its worldview and protect it's it's how 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 others perceive me so it, it's been it's been that there was a catalyst for the search and since then it's been chipping away chipping away chipping away at at the the guarding and the shielding i've had over my heart for most of my life you know that's what i learned that's what i was role modeled that's what i witnessed is to not particular, you know, not show up authentically, show up in a way that will create safety, you know, that, that I you know, show up in a way that I fit into society, fit into a culture, fit into the social unit, fit into all these factions and, and structures that exist within the, the collective. So I've, I'll be doing this my whole life. I'll be seeking out support to, have my blind spots illuminated by people wiser than me, people more experienced than me, people who are coming from a place of, you know, authenticity coming from a place of genuinely wanting to support that, that don't have some ulterior motive or hidden agenda where it's just like, Hey, Nick, pull your head out of your ass. Uh, you're acting a fool. You're, you're playing games with yourself what 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 is your heart saying get out of your head and i and i still need that i still need that support so for me it's there was a catalyst for the search and and i haven't stopped searching but i've most definitely made some ground so hopefully that answers your question because there's been so many checkpoints along the way that um that in itself would take like you know a long time to relay and then i met this mentor and then this happened and my life fell apart here again and then you know i had to pick myself up and this is what i learned along the way and and it's it's been uh yeah like a process of dying and rebirth dying and rebirth dying and rebirth to what my worldview was what my sense of self was um and what my, my beliefs and paradigm has been. And I accept that I will need to continually upgrade that as I develop, as I evolve. So too will, will those, you know, those perceptions of self world, other reality. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. Yeah. 
just like a, a terminology thing. I heard you say awake and then I also heard you say resistance and among a mm. bunch of other things in terms of like where you sourced those. Uh, have you read awareness by Anthony DeMello? Yes. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That book woke me up pretty much. And then, oh. um, yeah. Another book would be the war of art by, um, Stephen Pressfield. Oh yeah. I've said, I've heard great things about that. Yeah. I've not, my housemate had that. It was lying around and he was my old housemate. Um, yeah, cool. I, I should suss that. I love that you said Anthony DeMello because that was the, when, you know how I said I had that, you know, that wake up call, dad got sick and bar and it was a, it was a saga and that thrust me into searching. I moved from the East coast of Australia to the West coast because I was like, fucking I'm getting out of my comfort zone. I'm starting at the bottom. Yeah. Um, the first thing that I found, and I had no exposure to like spiritual philosophy or teaching other than, you know, mainstream Christianity or Catholicism or, you know, what sort of rammed down the throat of, of most people in Western culture. Anyway, um, the first dude that came through on my search was Anthony DeMello. And I still study his teachings like the other day there wouldn't be two weeks that go by that i don't check in with you know get my reminder get my get my top up from his perspective his conviction his um beautiful poetic way of of guiding yeah so yeah i i'm so stoked you said that love it how for the audience would you describe his perspective on the world and what he's trying to achieve with his writing? I mean, he's, he's dead now, but (laughs) what he was trying to achieve. And how does it resonate for you specifically? Mm. He's unapologetic. And is what I really love about him is I, I find it's, so refreshing and so empowering to have a transmission of someone who speaks from their center, not speaking for, Oh, I, you know, I can't say this because it'll upset that group or this group that he is just deeply authentic, deeply honest. The, the piece that he really is unique in is his, teachings of what love is and I find DeMello is lovingly ruthless in like pulling back the veil the delusion a lot of us are indoctrinated into around what love is and yeah. so he, he, he shatters that in the most beautiful way in the most it's this strength, but he he holds like an elder energy where, you know, he'll hold you in that, but he won't feed or placate any more delusion in what love is. Well, you know, love is externalized. Love is sacrificed. Love is all, all these, this framework of love. That's a load of fucking nonsense and is perpetuating of a suffering cycle of an externalization of one's own divinity. And he's just like enough bullshit. So I'll try and capture it in, you know, and paraphrase him. He gives like a quick meditation in this seminar that I've heard a recording. And he says, if you really, uh, if you're serious about waking up, if you're serious about loving yourself, think about the person you care about most in your life and close your eyes and visualize that and, and bring them into your mind's eye and feel what you feel. And then look them in the eye and say, I'd rather be happy than have you. Yeah. And it's such a great meditation because it pulls up the delusion of, Oh, well, actually, if that's what it takes to be happy, I don't want it. Right, right, right. And so he's saying, so stop bullshitting yourself and start to work with with the true 
the true programming that you're operating from and then yeah. see, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I love his stuff. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's so crazy that that happened. Something I've been trying to kind of piece together for a while is like, what does waking up actually mean? Or like, what does being awake mean? Because it's such a transient term, depending on who's waking up and in what way. Um, and I would love to hear your thoughts about that and kind of how you've implemented that into your own life and into the lives of your clients too. Yeah. I'll try to capture it as succinctly as possible. Waking up. concept. So like, feel free to spend your time on it. If you yeah. Want. Well, enlightenment, waking up isn't a goal. It's a choice that you make moment to moment. And, and that's, that's the trap is, is when we dangle a carrot in front of ourselves going, Oh, I got to wake up, got to wake up. It's, you know, that's just a, again, a game. It's part of the identity that divinity is outside me. It's so simple that it, that's why it's missed. That's why it's overlooked is that right. our, you know, education system, like our typical family units and, and the, the value system within that doesn't endorse or teach what it means to make a choice. Doesn't, we're not taught particularly effectively that we, what we choose, we create. Everything that is created in our life is, is a choice. It's all been a choice. You're choosing your life. I'm choosing my life. And, and all the little choices that are happening unconsciously, consciously, subconsciously. So it's as simple as that. Choose. Choose to acknowledge the divinity of all things. Choose to acknowledge, acknowledge the divinity within and make that a practice, make that a ritual. And like any habit, it will download and become this autonomous system. And there's lots of science, you know, the neuroplasticity science will qualify that those thought forms repeated enough create a neural network and that neural network signals an emotional experience through the nervous system, through the endocrine system. We have a hormonal response and that our, our cells start to vibrate at a higher frequency. So we're actually, we're be, we are becoming more light as in light. You know, matter is slow vibrating light. And so when we can elevate our vibration, we actually become lighter. We can become more like light. Um, so yeah, choose it, choose it moment to moment to moment to moment, especially choose it when things aren't going well, you know, yeah. or, or when it, it feels like the wrong time to choose it, that's the time to choose it. That's when the practice really starts to transform oneself yeah love that in your own life how have you kind of stayed accountable to yourself to express the divinity within and to choose to be present and awake moment to moment are there practices that you have that you do on a daily basis or weekly basis or whatever that keep you kind of in touch with that yeah i i believe that accountability you know Again, that's a choice, like choosing to be accountable, which is to say choosing to take responsibility for the impact. So in men's work, I do a lot of men's work, and we have a definition for accountability. And off the top of my head, it's um, to be accountable is to take responsibility for the choices that I make consciously and unconsciously. Mm, powerful. So taking responsibility for the impact of those choices on myself and on others. So, so that, that's the, the premise, but how do I stay accountable to walking my talk is through community through, I have other people in my corner that I choose, that I trust that are also on their own journey. And that's through men's work. So I sit in circle once a week and that's where, you know, I'm in a space where I get time, and, and an energetic container to, to go in and reflect and go, have I kept all the agreements that I made with myself and other people? 
It's like, fuck, I didn't. And, right. and then, you know, it's like, raise your hand if you're in, in integrity with, with your word. And it's like, well, I'm not, so I can't raise my hand. And then I get the opportunity to stand up and, and have someone help me investigate what part of me breaks integrity. So, so I stay accountable by putting myself in an environment where there's people that can love me enough to, to call me out on my stuff, you know, in a, in a good way. Um, and I also do a lot of study with you know, some of those bigger grandiose spiritual concepts. So I'm in a, yeah, I'm in a, a three year mystery school at the moment. And so we, we have meetings um, or lessons once a week as well. And again, it's another environment that helps me stay accountable to showing up as, as, as unlimited as possible. And it's a space that help that supports me to understand myself and why I do play small and why I do project my shit onto other people and why I do take other people's projections personally. And, and you know, th those foundational things as well as connecting to, you know, higher self and the energetic bodies and, and working in the realm of the fifth dimension and stuff like that is what I'm very much studying and exploring at the moment so yeah you got to, cool. you got to choose i i think often people and this used to be me believe they can go it alone and we can't we're not supposed to we're we're here yeah. to co-create with one another and and the lone wolf mentality is prolific especially amongst men i've noticed my hand is raised because that's something I'm still working through. Um, yeah, we, we need each other to be loving mirrors. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the most common things that I've found in guests of the show who have done what they actually like, who have walked the talk. And one of the common thing is like, I've found community, right. And I built, or I built community, you know, like, created this space and chose this space to support me. So yeah, definitely resonates. I'm curious because right now where I'm at, like at the beginning of my coaching journey, um, not necessarily at the beginning of my journey of self, but like in kind of helping other people do mm. their selves and be authentic and, and choose that space, I'm kind of struggling to find that community of people. And so I just, do you, can you remember back to a time where like the communities that you were in weren't the communities that were supportive for you and kind of how you actively went about research and, and discovery of those new communities and put out the intentionality into the world and then saw it come to fruition. Yeah. In, in my er, like earlier inception into, you know, like being amongst people that, that have, and a level of acceptance of the spiritual body, you know, mental body, emotional body, physical body, and understanding that, you know, not to overly compartmentalize, but to understand each of these bodies need nurturing. It was, I didn't have much of uh, an exposure yet. So I entered into it very innocently, you know, very, very like kind of stumbled into, it was like, oh, there's, you know, this flyer. You know, when I first started this studying journey, I was living in, you know, the Byron Bay Shire in a, in a town called Brunswick Heads. And, and it's not hard to cross paths with people that are on some sort of, you know, investigation of their own um, into, you know, spirituality. So I kind of stumbled into some circles and, and this and that and tried some stuff out and, it wasn't something that I overthought and it was a few years later that I started to establish a bit of a, a basis that my neurosis tried to take over. 
where I would overthink things, overthink things and start doubting and start doubting and start shutting myself off to flow, you know, being in a flow state and started living up here and less in that, that reset place of receptivity. So through that, through that kind of like, oh, here it is. It's all just coming to me. You know, this opportunity and this perspective and this, you know, like hermit dude on the street is talking this <laughs> mad wisdom to me. This is epic. And he hands me this piece of paper that I read. And there's this, uh, uh, yeah, I was just very open, very innocent. Started to then study the science of it started to, you know, get some qualifications under my belt, started to identify with it in a way that was too, like, invested in this, this contributes to my self-worth, which was actually the place of I am unworthy of being somebody who can be a leader or somebody who can be, uh, have, have that true sense of belonging or be truly embraced or, you know, truly heard or seen or witnessed. And so, yeah, it kind of like went up and then went it down. And then I learned a lot about myself and a lot of, you know, the science in that. And now where I'm at, it's quite clear in my awareness to, to when that happens, when I start to experience blockages in my business um, in my relationships, that's me, that's my stuff. And it's just being mirrored back to me. So when, when the flow breaks, it's because I'm shut off. I'm trying to control too much. And that's my signal to, to let go, to, to love on myself, to trust in the process and, and to again, choose a place of receptivity again. And then it starts to come in, you know, an email will, will just land in my, and this kind of sounds cliche. Anybody who's, no, who's full on on this, yeah, been you know looking into research like synchronicity, and sometimes I, I find words like synchronicity become buzzwords and lose their their power. But when the practice actually happens, when you know, say if you do. call forward your limiting beliefs about coaching or community or whatever it is and meet with that and, and love the fuck out of that instead of trying to judge it away. You can't, it's like, ah, oh, you know, this part of me needs me. It needs me to hold it. Then ah, oh, it's like that centered completion starts to embody again. And then you become magnetic. Literally things just start to come in opportunities. People, people reach out, because energetically you're 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 not diffuse. Your energy isn't scattered. It, it's very centered, and that has a very magnetic um, effect. Yeah, beautiful. So so what I needed to hear. So appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I'm super curious uh, in your life and now, kind of how you see yourself evolving into the future. And I know that this might go against like being open to whatever comes, but I think there's also some intention setting and you know destiny setting or whatever you might want to call it. Um, in terms of you know offering yourself as of service to others to help them live up to their fullest potential, like what are the ways that you see yourself having the impact you want to have in the future and um, how are, what are you excited about to do that? Yeah, good question. It's been a big reflection for me the last six months because you're right. I'm so with you. We Structure facilitates flow. It can't all be flow because shit just gets messy and chaotic and, you know, energy is just flying everywhere. So, so intention pulls, you know, energy, you know, intention. So then there's, when I have this structure, this plan, this vision, um, this blueprint that I've created for myself to create it, then all that magic can dance and swim and flow in amongst that structure. Where I see it going, part of the, the blueprint that I'm 
recreating right now, like the, you know, the five-year vision from now. I'm getting a lot of feedback from just life that it's this online thing is here to stay. You know, it's here to stay. It's very relevant right now. And it's quite inconvenient for me because I've always identified as someone who isn't tech savvy. You know, that's been one of my limitations. I'm computer illiterate or I, the story. But since, you know, I've been on the road for eight months tra traveling Australia. And so I had to change my business model to be completely online. And the experience that I've had is it has been truly profound. Never before has my business been never, I've never been so booked out, you know, in advance before. Um, and I'm also seeing the work that I do and the style that I work actually does translate really effectively in, you know, like in this platform that we're on now, Zoom. And kinesthetic processes can still happen as well as, you know, the, the more cognitive or energetic stuff, it can really happen. So when I dream into the future, what is coming through for me is more group work. So I love one-on-one -on -one coaching and that's what I do mostly now, but I'm inspired to create community basically so so coach people uh in a way that gives them a toolkit of language like we were saying earlier so they can speak and articulate what they're feeling what they're experiencing in the way that they need to um tools to like integrate the stuff that has been left unresolved in their life until now that they're ready to work with it um, you know, to, to bring it back into love and harmony and balance. And then to like recognize that their offering is, is just themselves. So to just bring their own process from a place of transparency, vulnerability, honesty to, to a group and to simply share. And through that, that reconnection happens on its own by itself where there's the, the recognition that as Ram Das says it, we're all just walking each other home. And the, the best way, the best way to do that is to do you is, you know, for me to do me, for you to do you and to share the highs and lows and everything else in between. So that's how I see things evolving less one-on-one -on -one while still keeping it, but incorporating way more group, coaching um to, to build a community to upgrade our culture and to normalize mental emotional spiritual into the physical aspects of you know the human experience because we're very physically obsessed uh in you know the western culture obsessed with physicality um, and that's where a lot of the, the, you know, the neurosis stems from is just this, this story, this obsession, this identification, this comparison, physical, 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 physical. But if we can start to express and communicate and speak on behalf of, you know, the mind, the emotion and the spirit, then things, things will balance out from, from my, my belief and, and my judgment that's where things need to go and we need to do it together. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that. I actually, a few months ago when the whole Corona thing was just starting and the lockdowns were just starting, I had this idea for a company basically, or a community really of people to just come together and identify about their mental health challenges that they're going with and have a space that, you know, anyone can come to and just become welcomed and loved for who they are and what they're going through and be supported as someone who is real right because coming forward and being like hey this is my these are my challenges and what i'm going through like that is authentic you know and so mm. in that space like healing can happen whereas in the space where someone comes forward and says you know this is my problem these are my challenges and it's not welcomed like that 
kind of cuts off the authenticity at the beginning. So love that vision for you. And I think like we should, yeah, we should talk. <laughs> That's yeah. Cool. Right on, man. Absolutely. Yeah. It's cool. Hey. And, and I think the other half of it is, so I guess what we're speaking to is acknowledgement of shadow and that's really growing in, you know, yeah. to use Jungian terms, but that's really growing in like, like it's reach. It's like, ah, oh, okay, fuck. We can't avoid our shadow aspects. We can't avoid the, the inner narrative that just, you know, it's me hating on myself all day or me judging my neighbor all day or whatever it's going on. And so, yeah, that's coming in ownership of that integration of that. And then I feel like the other half is, acknowledgement and ownership of the gold and that that's something that i'm very passionate about because that has a lot to do with the blueprint that has a lot to do with moving forward so often in like a therapy how i work with people it's a balance between like a therapy style and a coaching style and it's like if there's things that need to be integrated then okay let's go into the shadow let's bring that up let's let's move move and dance with it the way that it needs to be moved and danced with. And then what's so important is that it's not like, you know, we're done here because that that's like a place of limbo. It's, it's, it can be too voidal. There needs to be support and direction in, okay, what next? Now that you're facing forward in life, instead of facing backwards and obsessed with what was, what's in front of you. And that's fucking terrifying for a lot of people. Most people. It's like, ah, oh, unknown again. You're shitting me. So the more comfortable place to go is I'm going to go back to my crisis because I don't, I don't have a dream framed up. I don't have anywhere to direct my energy. And that's, that's not safe because it isn't safe. Um, so the gold, it's like, okay, what's your gold? Acknowledging your gold, acknowledging, you know, first of all, getting your eye, your eye sorted out. So your eye goals well-established making sure one's cup is full is the first priority then the we make sure your relationships are sorted you know make sure that you're showing up as your best self to relationships and supporting your loved ones the way they need to be supported and then there's the all and then it's like okay now you're ready to contribute to the collective but don't don't go straight into saving the whales when you know you're adrenally fatigued, you've got some sort of autoimmune disease and your relationships are an absolute shambles. It's like honor, honor the growth process in that and then blueprint it up, figure out your core values and start to create um, a vocation, uh, you know, community, uh, a, a work-life balance that facilitates the expression of those core values. Then we've got some effective people in the world then we've got some people giving a very balanced and healthy transmission instead of masquerading as a philanthropist that is actually a vampire because they're, you know, they're doing it for externally, you know, external validation to have their worth qualified by others. Cause I'm saving the fucking whales. It's like save the whales when you shit, you got your shit sorted, then you can actually help them. Then you're not actually, you know, capitalizing on that, that movement. So yeah, that's, that's the other half to where, you know, where things need to go. I think where, what, where the emphasis needs to be illuminated is do your shadow work, but then start to become comfortable in connecting to your gold, acknowledging your gold and expressing your gold. Yeah, that's beautiful. So much of that is stuff that I've thought about with other words. So for me, like coaching, and ther therapy has always been the process in my mind of getting people from negative 10 or negative to zero. And then coaching is getting yeah. zero to up. And yeah, I think cool. that like your terminology of, you know, looking backward towards looking forward is great. And that the way that I define authenticity, I guess, in really quick, simple terms based on what you're saying is like, it's in terms of, are you facing forward in your life? You know? And if you are great, like you're, you're being authentic. So yeah. Awesome. Um, was there a moment or a few moments that gave you that recognition of self where you realized that I need to go from I then to we then to the world? And cause I, I had one, but I'm just curious for you about like kind of how you realized that in your life. 
<laughs> oh, I've had to realize it a few times <laughs> because, well, first of all, that's a model. That's part of a, a, a coaching model as a holistic lifestyle coach um, through the Czech Institute. I, we all is very much in the framework of how to coach someone, how to, you know, how to help somebody relate to, you know, r relate in order of priority. What's, what's a channel their energy into for me the archetypes like the survival archetypes that have been very dominant for me has been the victim and the prostitute and and definitely the rescuer so that's the carolyn meese model of <laughs> saboteur victim prostitute uh and wounded child so it's not it's i'm getting i'm getting sharper at this but the 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 way that i am become inauthentic is when i prostitute myself so i give more than i have to give in order to be liked because i'm not liking myself so another way that i prostitute myself is when i say yes when i mean no yeah, uh, huge. So, so please like me because I don't like myself. But, you know, I can do this for you and I can do that for you and, and this and that and this and that. So it's, it's something I've, I've lapsed into so many times. And I know I've lapsed into it because it creates tension, it creates pressure, it creates stress, it creates this serious experience of lack in my life. Things really fall apart. Um, financially, health, um, you know, stability, all my rhythms, like my sleep-wake cycles and, and all this stuff, you know, I start to get feedback in that area. So having worked on my stuff over the last 10 years, I catch that sooner. You know, I catch the, the contraction when I say yes and my body contracts and I'm like, oh, that's a no. And then I have, you know, started to lean in and love myself more to go actually i said yes but i meant no and to not have to justify and, and to to come back to love come back to self-love to respect myself and to respect the other person enough to, to be honest so i don't have mastery of that i'm on the the you know the master's way I, i'm striving toward mastery of that but i definitely relapse into old patterning into a distorted sense of self and then life gives me the feedback that i'm playing games again and i'm like oh shit how serious am i about being free and and yeah being free that's such such an important experience to me and the question i ask myself is am i prepared to do whatever it takes to be free and the answer is yes. So that's when I can come back and go, actually, I said yes, but I meant no. And to, yeah, have, to, to, to have an honest, honest expression and, and honest conversations and be able to go back on what I said and not be, you know, stubborn and, um, and to not need to know everything and to not need to be right all the time. And this is all part of it. This is all part of enjoying life is not needing. Let me capture it. Being enough, choosing to acknowledge that right now I am enough. And, and that doesn't mean I'm perfect. It means that I'm enough. And oh, my whole nervous system goes, Oh, he got it. Thank God. He came back to that. Sweet. So yeah. Yeah. But I'd love to hear yours because that's kind of how I, I just shared how I interpreted the question and you know, my answer is uh, I'm doing this still, you know, I'm on the journey. I'm, I'm having the human experience very much still, but just for my curiosity, I'd, I'd love to hear what comes through for you. Yeah. With that. You know, honestly, I totally forgot the question I asked you. So do you want to ask it back to me? <laughs> well, it, it was like, what, what was the, what was the defining moment? Sure. Yeah. That, yeah. 
So for me, it happened when I was working in Ghana. I was doing some like social entrepreneurship work there and helping people who are at the margins making less than a dollar a day basically improve their livelihoods. So it's like really important work, but I realized that I just was not fulfilled in that work at all. And for me, it was this realization that I needed to align myself with the problems or align myself with who I am and that the problems would then come to me and not align myself with the most important problems to solve um, and then figure out kind of the in-between authenticity piece, right? And so just by showing up as who I was and like you said, you know, going back and being like, oh, actually, you know, I said this was my dream to help people in developing countries live good lives, but actually my dream is to help transform the world from inauthentic to authentic, right? And that's a much more important journey for me personally because it resonates with who I am. And so I think that, again, like you said, it's been a, a lesson of like learning and relearning and doing it, like that was the big transformation, but then, you know, moment to moment, it's it's coming back and sitting in that, in that seat of truth and looking forth into the unknown and what is forward and, and saying, what do I actually want, right? And then choosing to take the steps towards that, uh, even if it means going back on something that I did before. Cause I, I mean, it's never a straight line. Right. And I think that mm. once you, once I recognized that it, it became more okay for me to ask for what I want and, and make what I want clear and not feel bad about it, you know, just like show up for the I and then show up for the we, because when I can show up as I powerfully, then the we will get more from it than if I'm just a half-assed I. So yeah. Huge. Awesome. So yeah. cool, man. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. So I always ask just to wrap things up, um, two questions. One, what does authenticity mean to you? And then two, how do you know you're doing it day to day? And I think you just touched on this a lot, but if you have like uh, something you want to say there, that'd be super cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Dude, what's coming through is just like authenticity is honesty. Authenticity is honesty, even if it goes against the grain, even if it goes against status quo, even if it goes, even if you have to betray your mother and father, even if you have to end a relationship, even if you have to quit your job, authenticity is honesty and honesty is freedom. Yeah. On, 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 you know, honesty paves the way for freedom. So yeah, that's for me, that's what it means. That's what, that's what I come back to when I check in, am I being authentic? You know, am I portraying myself honestly or am I portraying myself outwardly in a way that is seeking something, some sort of hidden agenda, you know, is my shadow calling the shots here? So people like me, am I being honest or am I, you know, talking shit? So I fit in and similar to what we touched on earlier in this chat is when I am being honest, and when I like myself for being honest, instead of like shaming myself for being honest, but when I like it, my energy comes back to me. It comes back to my center. And now I'm helping, you know, now I'm serving. Now I'm giving a transmission that it's okay to be honest. It's okay to like my uniqueness. And in fact, that's the most important port of call. That's the first port of call for me to get sorted is anchoring my uniqueness into the world then i can engage with others authentically and effectively so yeah yeah that's my answer, answer. <laughs> yeah i i believe it i think one more thing that i've just been experiencing a lot recently is when you show up as that i centered person who is authentic and relating authentically the people around you mm. react infinitely better to you even if the conversation that you would have is like a shitty conversation. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's like been a huge thing recently. Um, cool. Good, good, <laughs> good share. Good share. Like uh, relating to each other is, is the hardest piece in, in the human experience. So that, that's mm -hmm. such, that's such a piece of gold that you just shared there is 
to trust that when you're honest, it's, it's, it's the best thing to be for everyone, including yourself. Yeah. It gives permission for other people to be honest, to go, Oh, you quit your job. Fuck. I've been in my job for 10 years. It's like, bro, just fucking quit. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> be real, be honest, drop the limiting belief that, you know, you're going to be homeless if you don't. And, you know, maybe don't quit straight away. Maybe have a six month plan where you, you know, put some resumes out and blah, but, but, but be fucking authentic, be honest. Um, so when, we can role model that by being authentic. It gives people permission to go, Oh, I'm going to try that out. Seems totally. to be working for you. <laughs> yeah. Did it. Same for you. Well, Nick, this has been really amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I am just kind of shocked at how like, I don't know, resonant everything you said was and how I've literally thought about not everything, but it's just, I don't know. We're living in the same world. So it's, it's really fun to talk. Right um, on, brother. Yeah, I would love for you to just share where people can find you if you want to share anything about that. Sure. Um, Instagram is is a pretty good start. It's a very good start. Pretty active on there. So Rhythm Health is the tag. So R-H-Y-T-H-M-H-E-A-L-T-H. You can get in touch with me there. You can read some of my you know whatever the hell i'm you know ranting on about <laughs> there um my website's pretty good too it's again you can get in contact with me really easily through there and there's a there's you know resources as a journal there's um other podcasts i've been on um and that's rhythm health spelt the same way r-h-y-t-h-m-health.com.au and yeah just to keep it simple that there'd be two platforms that you can yeah figure out a bit more cool well thanks so much anything you want to say before we sign off whoever's listening today or if it's night time make a choice for tomorrow to choose something fun consciously choose something fun big or small just consciously choose to have fun great cool amazing (laughs) love it well folks that was a great episode of the authentic path podcast if i don't say so myself but i did so i do say it and wow i am just so grateful to nick for coming on and for being so patient and for to you for being so patient i've been out of commission on the podcast stuff for a while and this episode just killed it in editing and listening i'm so so grateful to nick what a wise and passionate guy he is just so cool so i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope to see you on another one soon and just a quick announcement i have launched a patreon account for myself and if you want to donate to me and keep the podcast going make them come out sooner and more quickly and even in higher quality then check it out at patreon.com slash Phelan S. Again, that is Phelan, F-A-O-L-A-N-S for Sugarman, my last name. Again, I hope you enjoyed this episode and check out my Patreon and have a wonderful day. And as always, stay authentic. (music) 